Hello, I am Joshua. And I am Jamie. And we're, we're going to do Daredevil. everyone uh welcome back we are gonna do a quick uh it's an odd mixture it's an odd yes. mixture because we're in that period before uh the anacent e run starts which i'm earnest. so excited to dive into jamie i feel like i feel it up too much now I'm well sad. i know you've built it up like crazy mm-hmm. plus i've only read a couple of issues yeah. and they were a long time ago and they were not in any particular order it's mm-hmm. just you know how you used to get like the you'd buy a pack of you go to comic book shops and you buy a pack of comics that come in in like cellophane they were or sealed, they yeah. were wrapped up mm-hmm. and you didn't know what you were going to get. Yeah. It was comic book shops getting rid of their old back issues. Yeah. And it, and I got a few Daredevil that way and, and, and I remember like um, reading a couple that way. But other than that though, I have n- I haven't read any of it yet so I'm super excited. Jamie likes to read ahead. He's already read issue 1,845. <laughs> I, I like to read them right before the podcast mm-hmm. and then wait until I get to the next group and then read them. But yeah. We just do it a little bit differently. Yeah, we're just trying to we're, we're mixing it up, mixing it yeah. up for you, the listeners. So we're gonna cover like this, like this list of writers. Yes, that's right. We're gonna cover issues two thirty four, two thirty five, two thirty six, two thirty seven. That sounds right. Those four issues, and all four of them are from different creative teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now the first one, two thirty four, is by uh, the writer Mark Grunwald, who is um, he's probably better known as an editor uh, in comics and. Uh, I think he worked on was Quasar one of his big stories. I remember reading Quasar. Quasar, Quasar was good. I, Quasar was good fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, dig out those comics and find them in the <laughs> the dollar bin or the they should be in much higher. But if you can find them, they're really good fun stories. Um, but Mark Grunwald is working with Steve, Steve Ditko. Yeah, Steve Ditko and, and Klaus Janssen, yeah. which is kind of a fun pairing because that is a fun pairing. It looks you can see a little bit of both of them in this. Um, Steve Ditko, uh, what was it? it? Like 163, I think was the last one he worked on. It's with ba- the uh, the the night, the panther when he loses. No, not a panther. What was it? It was like a a leopard and Daredevil loses his memory and goes back to the gym and fights as a boxer for like three months where no one no one no one bats an eye while he becomes a heavyweight boxer. Is about to fight in a last fight and then he remembers right. that he's dead everyone fights a jaguar or a leopard or whatever mm-hmm. um but i was thinking steve ditko did worked on issue one of daredevil mm-hmm. and then worked on issue 163 and i couldn't remember if he did any in between and now he's working on issue 234 he's like he has the biggest gaps between i mean how do you think they they go about getting him to do it do you think it's like Hey, uh, we need a fill-in artist. Are you available, or or do you think Steve Ditko has anything to do with it? Where he would be like, I feel like drawing Daredevil. I don't know if any you of know? them have anything to do with it. It's very much an editorial dictate. Really? But okay. Um, but there, this is a kind of an interesting period in comics because, and I was thinking about this uh, today as I was riding my bike to the coffee shop. Oh, um, that sounds lovely. Yeah, it was. You know, the the nature of comics now is that. 
you don't really get those fill-in stories anymore. You don't really get fill-in issues. No. And you definitely don't get like throw the old creator a bone kind of things mm-hmm. like this. Not that I think that they were throwing him a bone, but but Ditko had left Marvel um, way back in like the the 60s with um, Spider-Man, him, him and uh, Stanley falling out. And had kind of come back and worked in comics and been doing his own thing. And, and right up until um, he died, he passed away. Uh, was it last year or the year before last? I can't remember. I think it was I'm last not, year. Yeah, uh, he passed away at age ninety, I believe. Still working on comics. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's putting out. His How own awesome comics. is that? That's so cool. Yeah, I think he was Love ninety, it. eighty or ninety. My memory is a mess right now. Obviously. Um, well, but sp- speaking. Oh, uh, sorry. Speaking of a mess of that, um, of mind. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, because <laughs> it was a perfect segue. Yeah. So speaking of a messy cuckoo mind. Yeah. We've got a character called Madcast. M- Madcap. 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 Madcap Mad makes an appearance. He's been in a couple of comics before this, but he, he, he is in this one. Cuckoo. He is so loony, but so fun. Yeah, he's kind of like the creeper. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Who was a Steve Ditko character. Yeah. And he's, he, ha, and uh, Deadpool. He's kind of like Deadpool pre Deadpool. Um, yeah. Oh, almost exactly. And he's he turns a, up. He ends up being a character in the Deadpool world quite heavily. Later yeah. He on. he has quite a few uh, interesting uh, abilities. Yeah. Uh, the the number one crazy one being that he can, by looking at you, make you do whatever he kind of wants. I guess it's kind. Of, but it's not. He scrambles your brain. Yeah. He by scrambles at your you. brain. And but he but doesn't he make you do the weird things that you do? Or does it's kind he, of like hypnotizing, isn't it? Where but, he. Is it where he scrambles your brain and then a random thing happens and he doesn't know what it's going to be? Or do you think he has control over it? It seems like it's random. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. I guess it is yeah. random. Um, and uh, the other thing is he has an incredible healing factor. Yes, Probably oh my the goodness. most heightened healing factor yeah. that, that is around in the Marvel Universe. He, yeah. And he doesn't even know at what level. At one stage in the issue, he's talking to another character that we're, we're mentioning a little bit. And the guy says, so what kind of, I mean, what happens? If you cut off your arm, does it grow back? And he's like, oh, let's find out. I know. <laughs> and on top of that, he's loony. He's loony. So you got a loony guy yeah. who, can, who can make you go cuckoo and can uh, heal insanely fast. Yeah. So he appears, he, he thwarts a uh, robbery, um, or they're, they're moving guns around. And one of the guys even thinks, as he springs in, he says, Greetings, Cretans. Uh, the name's Madcap. That's mad as in mad and cap as in cap. Uh, don't let me don't tell me let me guess you're all in the moving business right and one of them thinks thank god it's not daredevil or spider-man yeah i thought we were in real trouble <laughs> and he kind of springs down and the first thing that happens is he lands down on one of the crates and breaks his hip and he says oh you made me break my hip bone let me just fix that and the guys are kind of running towards him and he's slapping them around and this these uh, the first page looks very klaus jansen um, but the next couple of pages just looks like Ditko mm-hmm. so much, and it's kind of fun to see. It's 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 a really good mixture because it bounces between their looks so much from oh, panel to panel that you're I like, know. oh, it's that, oh, it's that, oh, it's that. It is crazy how much it did that, and it's yeah. kind of fun. Like in a lot of the Ditko panels, mm-hmm. um, he really likes to do the face looking one way, looking another way, yeah, and draw the lines in between. Oh, yeah. It's almost <laughs> like you, yeah, that. Yeah. You draw two faces with lines in between with two different facial expressions. Yeah. He does that a lot in this comic book, mm-hmm. at least a half a dozen to a dozen times. He likes to put eyes, uh, big eyes everywhere. Yeah. Well. He's the, which is perfect for Madcap. And mm-hmm. Madcap springs in, breaks his hip, fixes his hip, gets shot, doesn't even blink, 
has a fight. They gets he gets crunched down, makes the guys go crazy. One of them shoots him in the head, mm-hmm. and he says, "Oh, you shot me, but it went right through. It missed my brain. That's good." Um, and then he turns a bunch of them into they they start to behave like apes. One one other thing I wanted to say: when he heals, he doesn't feel pain either. No. We should mention that too because, yeah, like, like Wolverine feel feels pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Deadpool feels pain. Yeah, Madcap does not feel pain yeah. when he, when he heals or when, when he gets hurt. Yeah, yeah. So there's not there's no sensations at all. And he walks away and he's like, "Well, um, yeah, that was fun." Um, so what was the what whole point of that? So so he just for fun was like, you know what? I'm gonna break up this um, yeah. this little heist, or or I'm 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 gonna be a good guy. I'm gonna be a superhero. Yeah, it's just gonna try it. Yeah, just to try it. And and he he uses his brain powers to make the guys go mm-hmm. all kooky kooky. So when he ends up leaving, you know, you got one guy who's like jumping up in the air like a monkey. The other one's got you know, it's like throwing. One of things. them thinks he's holding up the whole well. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's holding he's... a box up. One of them thinks his feet are clouds and floating away. And he's walking away. Uh, one of them wants to just keep dancing, yeah. <laughs> which is a fun one. He 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 meets uh, Dollar Bill, uh, Dollar Bill, who has floated around in the Defenders world. I believe he's mm-hmm. a friend of uh, uh, Valkyrie and the Hulk. I At this point, Dollar Bill is has a show that he puts out every week, yeah. and he does it in his kitchen. Free cable. Yeah, yeah, he does it in his kitchen, I believe, yeah. and he carries around his camera, always looking for a story, He's always looking to be an for investigative, journalist. yeah, some type of interesting thing. And he, he describes ha- himself as the Geraldo Rivera of, uh, yeah. of cable TV. Uh, he um, uh, he actually just happens to be there and sort of witness these loony goons acting extra loony, and he sees Madcap there, and he kind of puts yeah. two and two together. And it's like, well, you know what? Hmm, this guy seems interesting. So he starts asking, you know, he he kind of is, I guess he doesn't ask if Madcap wants it. He just sort of kind of follows him around. Yeah, Madcap says, yeah, I'll yeah come he, along. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. He let's says, come let's on, I can make you a star. Out. And he's like, yeah, whatever. He says, I'll make you a star. And he says, five-pointed, I hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Daredevil swings by and he, sa- he senses something's uh, amiss, swings down and sees these uh, these crooks behaving crazily. And thinks, what is going on here? And there's a great, there's like a page after he swings down and kind of calms everything down and discovers that they were moving crates full of guns and ammunition where he thinks, well, these are bad guys. So, you know, I'm not too worried about them behaving cuckoo, but it is weird. We have like a a Klaus Janssen, Klaus Janssen, Klaus Janssen, Ditko, Ditko. (laughs) It's like... Boom, boom, boom. The, mm-hmm. art, the art style is so great to see. Yeah, yeah Dicko did a breakdown, so we should say he didn't do that. So, you know, it's it's cool that you can see it bouncing between the two. Right. The police come, uh, Daredevil swings away and lets them deal with the crazy acting crooks. And, like I mentioned last podcast, I was right. We have an appearance here you do? of yeah, Rose. Right. I, I, I remembered, but I yeah, kind of forgot. I'd forgotten. <laughs> Rose yeah. is there, and uh, Rose, for those of you who didn't listen to our last podcast, it's not revealed here yet on mm, who he is. No. So should we even say? No, because we'll be covering it in the next. Yeah, so episode. we won't even say. So we won't say. Or you who. can listen to the previous. Yeah, <laughs> even listen to the previous, but yeah. it could be a what if. Yeah, or listen <laughs> oh, to the that's next true. one where we'll no the one after the next one where we'll reveal who Rose is. Rose is a, a masked villain. Yeah, he makes very, a very small appearance very in this gentlemanly. issue. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of Black Mask a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he wears a suit, and it's a white suit, and he's got his face covered up, except for the eye holes cut out. Yeah. We know that he has bright blue eyes. And uh, as his name, Rose, he's he's uh, he's cutting roses at the mm-hmm. time and uh, just 
what I don't even remember what they talked about. They're talking about the guy who uh, it's uh, Scarpini's Scarpani's men uh, bungled the gunship oh, yeah, yeah. pickup. Exactly. Uh, they mentioned a guy in a yellow costume. Yeah. That, that fought it, yellow and pink and purple. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is great. This is I, I love how this is. Um, I can't remember which which issue it was in, but where he, oh it was the stuntman where he said you know for a cool grand I was told. Uh, Rose offers five thousand to whoever can uh, eliminate because five thousand, and he and he points out that they have another shipment that's going to be happening soon, and they want to make sure that they nip it in the butt before, you know, yeah, Um, real trouble happens. Daredevil's doing a little investigating, and he discovers they he finds out that a man, um, a patient, was released from a institute, and he goes and asks some questions, and it causes some. mysterious activity from the orderlies and the nurse. Yeah. And he leaves and thinks, this is weird. This was kind of strange. So they were trying to cover up the fact that Madcap escaped. Yeah. And that was it. And they couldn't couldn't tell if he'd escaped or if they'd let him go. And they said, uh, don't tell anyone about it. And it doesn't really go anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere at all. It kind of implies that Madcap is working for them, but then they never go back to that. Yeah. So we bounce over to the loft in South Houston Street. To to Dollar Bill's kitchen kitchen studio kitchen studio mm-hmm. where uh he is interviewing a uh, madcap and mm-hmm. this is where madcap explains the fact that he doesn't feel pain that yeah. uh that mm-hmm. he, you know he, he's he even at one point takes a kitchen knife and stabs himself in the stomach takes it out there's no blood yeah no he pain. says how he got his powers was that he was in a bus accident that killed his entire family but didn't hurt him mm-hmm. um yeah he gets out a knife he stabs himself in the gut Pulls it out, it heals, and he's like, "Yeah, didn't feel a thing." And then he demonstrates his his eye beam power yeah. that where he can make you go cuckoo. He and makes Dollar Bill think that he's a chicken. A chicken, like. yeah. And then he, then he ends up leaving, which is kind of funny. So I wonder how long it takes to wear off because they never talk about that. You know, like Purple Man. Once Purple Man is like, like unless he tells you to do something, it it wears off once the task is done. Yeah, or if he's out of yeah, out of the room. If, yeah, exactly. Um, with with Madcap, with his mind control power, it doesn't say like how long it actually lasts. Mm-hmm. So we don't know how long Dr. Bill is acting like a chicken because I think Could Madcap literally probably just left afterwards. Yeah. Well, I think he stuck around just to watch him. <laughs> Maybe so. like a chicken. Tried to cut <laughs> off his arm because that's the, the moment where he says, oh, let's find out. if I Do you have a sore? I can cut off my arm. Uh-huh. Um, then we have a page of Daredevil... Sneaking around and in the shadows, grabbing crooks and saying, "Getting I need to find. intel, getting yeah. information." He grabs Dennis. I like Dennis. <laughs> Dennis is one of my favorite little uh, rat characters. Uh, he's like, "Hey, I haven't seen anything." My name's Dennis. I'm, <laughs> I'm Turk. Turk is not around. Yeah, anymore. I know. We haven't seen Turk for a long time. Yeah, Turk's Come a on. mess. Turk's a mess. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so now we're. This is the next day. Yellow, red, and, and black Harlequin suit. Have you seen him? There you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so this is the next day, and Madcap, followed by Dollar Bill, are walking through town. And the idea is, is that Dollar Bill just wants to have create a program. You know, get enough content for a TV mm-hmm. program. So he's just following him around, getting B roll basically. Yeah. Of we got a heavy camera. Yeah, of Madcap walking around demonstrating his powers and stuff and making people go loony. Yeah. Well, while they're out and about, somebody who works for Rose makes the, or who got the word from Rose that they were offering five thousand dollars to uh, who could ever um was it kill Madcap or bring him to him? Eliminate him. Eliminate. Yeah. So could ever kill Madcap. 
Um, so the guy gets on a phone. He's like, hey, I see Madcap. He's over there. He calls his buddy for a, for a, for a C note for a hundred dollars. Yeah. Calls his buddy. His buddy comes in a car and literally like in the middle of the street, in a cab or in a cab, and just runs over a Madcap. I wonder if they stole the cab or if he got into a cab and was like, hey driver, here's an extra fifty for you if you run over that guy. Yeah, <laughs> five grand goes a, a long way in the underbelly of the it, it the does. Kitchen. It does. Um, so. Madcap's run over. He just gets up, starts laughing and says, hey, kids, you know what time it is? It's resurrection time. <laughs> and the guy gets back and he says, uh, you won't believe this. Uh, you ran him over. Your cabbie. So it wasn't, it wasn't even his friend. It was like some guy, the cabbie <laughs> controller. He said he got back on his feet. Um, and I'll, uh, he says, you owe me another Franklin for this information. I like that. C note, a Franklin. Yeah. Then we have a super uh, Ditko-looking panel, which is Daredevil standing on the rooftop, listening out, seeing if he can find information. We have floating mouths. We have Daredevil's face. We have the radar going around. And he hears people talking about... He hears the guy saying the, the, he got back on his feet a minute later. Minute. I like the way they spell minute. M-I-N-I-T. <laughs> you got about in a minute. Um, so Madcap's there. A whole bunch of other crooks come by, and they're like, okay, five grand. Let's do this. I don't know how they're going to split it amongst all these uh, yeah. these goons. Uh, Madcap turns them into they start singing country music and um, operas and just going for it. And Daredevil gets a little blast, but he's able to his his distance. It says that it limits the effect on him. Right, he's right. a little bit further away, but he still goes a little cuckoo where he falls back. And while this is going on, Madcap's grabbed, um, thrown into a car, driven away. And they say no funny stuff, which is, uh, <laughs> um, he says, uh, what does he say? He's saying like, open the bin in at two bucks. Um, Daredevil comes back to his senses, grabs someone and says, tell me where that getaway car went or else. And now this is, this is so brutal, this bit. They get the, they get Madcap to a hideout, mm-hmm. unmask him and see he's just a kid, tie him to a, a post and then axe him in the chest, the full on. You, you know why not, right? Why, why not? not? It's Madcap. <laughs> it's Mad but Cap. they don't know that he, what his powers are, <laughs> so they're just going to chop him in half. And he says, "Wee!" Wee. Um, Daredevil comes in. He fights. There's a great little fight where he takes out the lights and uh, just beats up a bunch of, of crooks. Um, the guy with the axe is trying to defend himself, but. Daredevil's fighting him. He, he accidentally knocks someone over. They're in a garage and he knocks over a, a canister of oil. Oil spills. The gunfire goes off. There's a big fire. Uh, Daredevil's able to block most of it, but then they start throwing petrol bombs into the building <laughs> while they're fighting. Daredevil gets the madcap, unties him and says, he's okay. I can't believe this guy took an axe to the chest and he's okay. Well, I and mean, he says, it's an axe to the chest. Yeah. And he says... Uh, hold still i'm trying to get you out of here and he says nothing can hurt me i'm completely immune um why don't you help that guy max the axe up because he's unconscious mm-hmm. get him out of here i bet he feels pain maybe you could save him <laughs> superhero guy so daredevil says okay i'm gonna come back for you and he says oh don't worry it's all good you do what you got to do and uh he says look if you if you can follow me i'm getting out and Daredevil escapes with Max the Axe, but when he goes back, poof, woof, the flames are too big. Yeah. Then we get another Ditko floating mouth, singing feelings, I don't have no feelings from Madcap. 
the fire dies down and they take the burnt body of Madcap with no heartbeat into a, uh, uh, what do you call it? A yeah. coroner's van. Do, uh, do you think, do you think Daredevil like even second guessed what he should do at that moment? I think he did for a brief moment. He was you like, you think oh. so? Like, I mean, if you're a superhero, you, you always have all those, um, moments where you have to choose who lives yeah. and who dies because mm-hmm. you only have enough time to save one. Yeah. So it's, you know, yeah, and Daredevil second guessed whether or not he should save bad guys' lives yeah, a lot. A lot. Well, at least with Madcap, I almost guess from the start, he actually believed that Madcap could free himself yeah. and get out of there. He kind of said, "Look, you're almost said. out. Yeah. Just follow me. Just follow me." Yeah. yeah. And uh, Dollar Bill, we we quickly see Dollar Bill. We go back to him. The body's gone away, and he's talking about how sad it was that eleven o'clock, the mighty Madcap was pronounced dead on arrival at St. Vincent's. Um, and then there's a knock at the door, and he opens the door, and there's Madcap. Uh, luckily, some of his clothing survived the fire, just <laughs> enough to cover his privates. And uh, he said, you wouldn't believe it. I was in the morgue, and my hair and my body and everything grew back in a few hours. Everything's fixed. Anyway, I'm back, and I'm your co-host. So let me, so, so let me ask you that. Mm-hmm. So who, who can heal faster, Deadpool or Madcap? I guess Madcap can. Madcap can. It's been covered in the Daredevil comic. They talked about it. And okay. Madcap has the better, the superior healing factor. Is he still around today? I don't know if he's still around today, but he does get involved with uh, Deadpool quite a lot, and they become uh, antagonists to each other for a while. Right. But yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen him for a while. Yeah, come on. Come on, let's invite him over. Maybe yeah. he'd like to be a guest on the podcast. Maybe. Actually, he would probably not be a very good guest. It'd <laughs> be awful, and we'd be—I mean, we'd be talking gibberish. But uh, who would? Know? I mean, we talk—we talk, we talk <laughs> gibberish, anyways. P- people who like to listen to us on know? mute. So, yeah. no. <laughs> does anyone <laughs> listen to us on one and a half speed? I wonder. You're my favorite podcast to listen to on mute. You're my favorite podcast to listen to while I do the. Vacuuming. <laughs> so hey, this next issue, you love this. Love one. this one. Mm. I, after it's I read this, I, I texted uh, texted Jamie because I really liked it a mm-hmm. lot. So we've have not talked about Mister Hyde in a long time. Yeah. The last time that we talked about him, where he played a significant role, where he was like the main character mm-hmm. or the main bad guy, I believe was the time when he, uh, well, he wasn't even the main character. It was him and Cobra. And uh, and it was all the other people. It was um, it was purple. Was it Purple Man? Was that the last one time that we read it? Oh wow, yeah, that was a long time ago the, when they were on the island on Riker's Island. Or no, it wasn't that one. It was the time when when Mister Hyde fell off of the uh, the building and ended up surviving. Survived. And then he he like ended up passing out, but he first survived for a while. Mm-hmm. And then, was it? That? I, I thought it was just before the Frank Miller run where. Purple Man got them all on the island to fight him, and they. Gosh, that just seems like and, forever uh, ago. Yeah, that was That's like one fifty something. Well, anyways, <laughs> I just want to point out it's been a while since we talked about Mister Hyde. Yeah. Um, in this issue, oh my goodness, I really enjoyed it. And yeah, he comes back. In we got to go. We got to go over the creative team because it's different in all these issues. Yeah, except so, for yeah, yeah. Well, we have Steve Ditko once again Steve is doing Dicko the breakdowns, and we get more floating mouths and eyes and stuff like that yeah. in this one, which is great fun. Uh, D- uh Danny uh, Fingeroff. Fingeroff, who did one of the what. If stories that we kind of mm-hmm. laugh. He was a writer, and uh, Danny 
uh, Bulandi, who's mm -hmm. inked in the past. Yeah, he did a lot of yeah. William Johnson stuff, mm -hmm. I believe. Yep, uh, he was the inker on this one. Mm -hmm. uh, starts with a great splash page, Daredevil running straight at the reader with two guns coming in mm -hmm. um, a classic. from the side, saying, Daredevil, stop him. Yeah. Um, Daredevil uh, starts out the issue, and uh, you know he's doing just some. He's fighting some goons, fighting yeah, some bad he's guys. A uh, an art theft. An art theft. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know he opens at one point. He opens it up and recognizes that it's a Picasso. Yeah, worth millions. So Daredevil, blind, mm -hmm. knows it's a Picasso. Mm -hmm. How he can feel it? But like, so he, he can feel the signature. So, do you think that's what he did? Like, he reached yeah. in and felt the signature, He's or rubbing he artwork? Well, <laughs> that artwork's not worth as much anymore. Sorry. No. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> that's funny. Um, so yeah. So anyway, so you know, he ends up uh, stopping it, and then um, he ends what. He ends up getting. He ends up beating up one of them, and one but, of the guys yeah, says, "Yeah, uh, yeah you got the, us. You beat us, but right. You know what? I pity you." Yeah, and and this is what like I really wanted to point out was that in this issue, Daredevil really reflects on his life choices yeah. up to this point, and this one of the guys that he's fighting. And this this little art thing, this has nothing to do with Mr. Hyde, which is kind of cool, too. It's just kind of a lead-up into the choices that mm -hmm. he ends up making while battling Mr. Hyde later on. But Daredevil is really starting to... Remember, he has just gotten back with Karen. Mm -hmm. He has just re-brought re his, his Daredevil persona back positively. Mm -hmm. He is a fry cook. Um, he's no longer lawyering anymore. No, he's um, read the fry cook. Right, and he's, he's, he's separated, you know... Matt and um, and Daredevil differently than than he was before. Mm -hmm. There's no connection really anymore. No, it's and Karen knows, so it yeah. makes it a lot easier. I, I, exactly. So and she kind of she kind of uh, is oh, she's happy that he's working as Daredevil. Exactly. So um, and there is nothing wrong with being a fry cook. There's nothing wrong with short order fry cook. With he's good at it as well. He knows yeah. the exact moment that the burgers are going to be cooked mm -hmm. to perfection. So there's. But the whole thing is he's taking a simpler approach to life. Yeah. By taking this job and by stopping being a lawyer. Yeah, he's living in a warehouse. Exactly. He's decided that he's not going to work to build up the reputation of Matt Murdock because he's just, you know, it's going to be simpler. I'm going to be a fry cook by day. I'm going to be a superhero by yeah. night. I don't need to worry I'm about doing the drama. What I like and I love, I'm with the woman I love. But Karen is, you know, obviously thinks that probably Daredevil could do more, but mm -hmm. we don't know. So, anyways, Daredevil is reflecting right now um, should I work harder to become a lawyer again or to get back into fighting crime on both sides? Mm -hmm. Of the mask, yeah, on and off. And this this random crook that he's uh, taken down says, you know, you're trapped. You're trapped in a prison called Daredevil. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to go to jail. I'll be out, whatever. But you, you have the look of someone who will never get out because you're in your own head. And he has a little moment where he's, you know, he leaves the crooks to the to the cops. They mm -hmm. they come in and pick up the mess. And he swings away and he thinks about what the guy said and has his little flashback, goes through the whole... We have a nice I little I, I, five, six panel flashback to the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, but it, it flashbacks like like not just how he got his powers. It's no. it's starting up as Daredevil. Yeah. It, it's it's a bigger flashback. It it was kind of nice, actually. Yeah. I've been getting, you know, normally I'm getting a little tired of reading the exact same origin story like a hundred yeah. times. But this was actually kind of fun. I, I yeah. like this one a little bit. So um, he needs to... 
He finds himself heading over to Yeah, he uh, goes to Josie's, Josie's because looking for trouble. What do you do when you don't know what to do? You, you stop. No, you, you go to Josie's, <laughs> but you stop thinking yeah. and 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 you just let everything happen. Yeah, the instinct takes the over. The instinct to take takes him. him so, you know, I'm going to go look for trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Josie's is where I can find information about finding trouble. Well, anyways, at that time, this is when Hyde shows up. Or not shows up, but we ha- we we cut across town or whatever. Yeah, well, west and south of Josie's, the Federal Reserve Bank is yeah. where we're at, and and uh, very uncharacteristically, in my mind, Hyde. It, well, I guess not so, but anyways, Hyde is is um, going and stealing money. Yeah, because he needs monies. He needs money to to further. Um, He's working uh, on a formula. Yeah, he needs the money so he can further his formula, mm-hmm. and we don't know what that is quite yet. But uh, he's just stealing money and causing. He's not causing, you know, like yeah. He's always looking for the formula that makes him stronger, but that can like that he gives him more control over the Hyde personality. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's it's great. There's a bunch of uh, the police turn up. They're in special super SWAT. The the super SWAT team that take care of all of the bad guys. They turn up in like these shield outfits. Uh, and shield weaponry. So he's like, okay, down the block, the police with advanced armaments. Um, I could defeat them without breaking a sweat, but the money is my prime concern right now. Yes. So I'll fill my bag. What he does He is, doesn't need Cobra. No, he doesn't need Cobra, which is great. I actually mm. really like how Hyde was written in this. And and um, so now we're at the point where he wants to get away. And so what yeah. he normally does to get away is he keeps a vial of the serum with uh-huh. him that he takes to get to go back to his human form. Yeah. Um, so he takes this. He takes the vial of mm-hmm. um, serum, and it does nothing. And he's like, "Crud! Why is it not working?" He realizes, "Oh, it's not working because I've been doing this too much that my body is starting to get immune, mm-hmm. and I'm becoming more hide. Yeah. So darn it! So now I have a choice to make: Do I keep the money or do I escape? Because I can't escape and keep the money. Yeah. I can't do both. So ultimately, he decides, "You know what? I need to. I need to regroup. I need to figure everything out." So so he causes a little bit more. Um, property damage. Yeah, he says, I've got to get out of here because there's a risk that it's just a delayed reaction. I don't right. want to turn human whilst yeah, exactly. I'm in the middle of this that fight. Is very, isn't that smart? Yeah. That is some smart writing right there. So he there. gets away and he goes yeah. to his loft um, and he's working on a formula and he's getting frustrated and he starts mm-hmm. spilling formula and he's like, I'm losing control. I'm not calm enough. That I'm turning, I've been high too long. I can't control my body. My hands are shaking. I'm getting angry. This is bad. I've got to work on a formula that can can stop this. And while this is going on, Daredevil is up on the roof and he's just listening out, listening, trying to find trouble to get involved mm-hmm. in. And he senses, he hears Hyde. He, he hears Hyde. Yeah. And he works out where he is and he says, okay, I've got to go get him. And uh, he, he senses that the breathing is heightened, his pulse mm-hmm. rate is erratic. And he gets there just as Hyde is working on a formula that yeah. will permanently <laughs> and, reverse. And, thi- and this is why this is so cool, Jamie. Yeah, this, this is, is great. This is like an ox moment from earlier on. Yeah. It's Hyde has a choice. I can I created this new serum. Mm-hmm. If I take it, I can be a hu- I can be human again, but I'll be human forever. Yeah. Should I do it? And he starts to just like how Daredevil is starting to kind of Weigh the options on he, the way he wants his life to yeah. go. Hyde is doing the exact same thing. Right. He's home prison. That he's yeah, thinking and about. it's like I can get rid of Hyde. I can be human again. I can be the smart genius guy and just live a good life, 
and just leave the monster yeah. behind. And he says, I can't live any longer as a monster. And uh-huh. he lifts the vial of liquid, right to his lips. the serum to his lips. Just as he's about to drink it, Daredevil smashes yep. down and so, and thinks, you know, uh-huh. you're taking something to make yourself stronger. And then at that moment, Hyde is like, what was I doing? If I were to take this serum, that would mean that I can no longer protect myself. And people would always be coming after me because mm-hmm. they know who I am. And then... I would be vulnerable. Yeah. So that was a stupid idea. I should have never done that. And then Daredevil and Hyde fight. And once again, Daredevil, you know, he's able to acrobatically avoid hits and stuff. But Hyde is so strong. Yeah. He is so... I love how strong they make yeah, him. Yeah, every hit that Daredevil gets, yeah, it's, it's just like nothing. Yeah, so so they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. And now there are two things that, that we should point out here, Jamie. The first one being Daredevil... Um, Hyde tells Daredevil what he was planning on doing. Yeah. He's like, you just stopped me from taking this serum of making me human again and mm-hmm. ending Hyde. So now Daredevil feels like, oh, crap. So by intervening, mm-hmm. I stopped a supervillain, or I stopped somebody, a supervillain from not being a supervillain anymore. Yeah. So now, from this point forward, anything that Hyde does is on my shoulders. Yeah, that's it's like, my oh. fault. It's like, dang it. That's- Hyde says, you know, I, I, I re- you being here has made me realize I've got enemies. Right, exactly. And then, so the, so they're fighting, right? And then after they fight, the fight ends up going down into... A, oh, yeah, there's a great bit well, where, where Hyde runs at him with a desk. And throws, throws the, the desk... desk through the window. Through the window. <laughs> and, and Matt realizes, okay, so there's nowhere for me to go. I need to take the hit, but I got to step backwards. So then that way the... I got to uh, smash through the glass uh-huh. and make sure I get... And then once again, we get a really cool moment of flagpole. In every good issue, Daredevil mm-hmm. has to have a flagpole moment. Yeah. In he it, pretends so. he's sprained his, his ankle uh-huh. because he thinks, you know, so I've got to get him to catch up to after, me. Yeah, so a flagpole saves Daredevil's life. He He's on the ground. Hyde comes out. He's playing possum. Mm-hmm. Um, they get to the courthouse. Yep. And, and this is a cool moment, too, because it made no sense for why this happened. Daredevil brought him through the courthouse, and then uh, Hyde ends up going, you know, typical Hyde berserk and starts destroying deaths, destroying everything. Mm-hmm. Symbolic. And, and, Dare, and it's symbolic. Um, but what was the point of bringing him in there? It's just a way of, like, getting him away from things, I think. like he's, I guess he's, so, yeah. He's, He's making sure that he follows him by pretending he has a limp. He ends up going to the courthouse because he's leading him down into the subway. Yeah. And he says, you know, I'm down in the subway. This is where it all began. This is, once again, I'm down here with a villain. And uh, I know, just like the fixer. Yeah. Th- this is so cool. I like how everything kind of comes full circle. Yeah. And and once again, Hyde, as we can, as we mentioned earlier, Hyde has has fallen off of a building and survived like a big yeah. skyscraper. He's a he is a guy. tough guy to take down. So he ends up uh, 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 shocking him, electric shocking yeah, him. Yeah, Daredevil uses his billy club, mm-hmm. whips him with the the line, pulls him down onto the third rail, fifth rail, whatever it's called, third rail, fifth rail. What is it? I don't know. Third rail, the 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 electric one. Pulls him down on that, zaps him, and then kills the power. But he says, "I hope I didn't kill it too soon." That's mm-hmm. that's funny that yeah, not too early, but too uh, not too late. You know, I hope I didn't kill him. He's thinking, "I hope I did enough to take him out." Right, that's how powerful he <laughs> is. And then he says, "You know, uh, this is where this is where it all started." And here I am again, down in the subway. I beat this guy. I guess that guy was right. I guess I am trapped. I am trapped being Daredevil. Um, and he says. I'm going to go home, walks away and says, I can't wait to get this costume off, which is a nice little touch. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Then we have a little, uh, little closing moment where he's walking through the hell's kitchen, him, Matt and uh, Karen. And someone calls out daredevil. You're daredevil. Aren't you Matt Murdoch? 
He says, don't you remember me? I love that. He says, hey, Daredevil, don't you remember me? It's Stinky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Stinky McQuaid from school. We used to call you Daredevil. And it's so funny that, like, still, he can, he'd can be, be walking down an old neighborhood and someone will shout Daredevil. And his instinct is always like, oh, no, they know who I am. It's never like some kid. I used to be yeah. called Daredevil by everybody. Yeah. Like, the fact that he doesn't roll with that naturally. And the guy's like, yeah, you know, I was mean to you. I'm really sorry I treated you like that. Um... Uh, especially after you were blind. Um, a few years later, a bunch of my pals got in trouble with the cops. I realized I went straight and narrow. So, you know, you made me buckle down and study hard. I never forgot you. Thank you so much, Daredevil. You were great. And uh, that's how it ends. Yeah. I'm thinking about, well, maybe it isn't so bad after all. Stinky. Stinky. I'm Stinky McQuaid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I really like that it's one. A f- it's a really fun Yeah, and, I, th- and I think it's, it's very well written. Yeah. And I think... The way that they uh, had both Daredevil and Hyde contemplating their life choices and contemplating their future. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, um, Steve Ditko is always fun. Mm -hmm. He tells a good story. He tells a good visual story. Um, the next issue has a great cover. It's kind of a cover. fun one. Like I, I, this is the first Daredevil cover that has been in my mind that I can remember. That is just a cover for cover's sake. Yeah, it's a the, cover. It's a close up of Daredevil smiling, and it's the portrait covers that they did. Oh, that's for the why. Marvel okay, 25th anniversary day would just yeah. have a an individual face, and then it'd have the the border would be but, all of the characters but that were. Isn't this the first time that we've seen a, a, a issue cover that has not had anything to do with the story? May, yeah, may well. I be. don't think there has been one before. Yeah. There's a lot of story in this one. This is uh, this is Anasetti's right? Anasetti's yeah. first writing. I think it's the first time she wrote it. I believe it is. Read. I think so. Yeah, Anasetti is. Uh, she's a, a writer, journalist, filmmaker, editor, uh, comic book star, and uh, has. I can't remember if it's the longest or second longest run in Daredevil writing. She has a good good chunk of uh, writing for him do you know how many issues uh no it's four and a half years i believe that she does so maybe it isn't the longest let's see i can't remember they, there's been so many long runs but she has a good good run mm-hmm. um this is the th- this issue um again this is all like filler issues this is filler 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 yeah this is an issue where she was going to do a filler um and she's working with barry windsor smith barry windsor smith who uh, like Steve Ditko, did uh, did issues fifty and fifty one and fifty two, I believe, of uh-huh. Daredevil, and has a nice little gap now to two hundred and thirty six. Yeah. I can't remember if he did one between then and, and not. I'm not but, sure, but it's definitely been a yeah, while. But it's such a departure from his art style from fifty fifty one fifty two. Mm-hmm. This is this is Barry Windsor Smith like late uh, later. Uh, Weapon X kind of style Barry Windsor mm-hmm. Smith, which is always fascinating to watch. This story is kind of, it ties into the Born Again storyline a little bit in that there's another super soldier. Um, it has Natasha in it. Uh, she's working um, with S.H.I.E.L.D. and mm-hmm. with another group where she's been told to bring in this other super soldier kind of character who is called Jack Hazard. And it's someone that this guy has been controlling mentally and physically to turn him into a, like a killing machine. Right. Uh, this kind of mean, nasty. Um, what is the the doctor's they, name? I can't remember his. They name. did a really good job of making you feel sympathetic for him. Yeah. Uh, 
even though he's done so many bad things. Yeah. So they're basically, this guy is using some kind of, it, the, the, Natasha says, you did psychosurgery on this guy to to make his instincts more killer. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I was, when I said that, I wasn't talking about the doctor. I was talking yeah. about, sorry, I was talking about... No, no, about, you're the, about, the, about uh, Jack yeah, Hazard. Yeah, I was talking about Hazard. So there, there's this guy that they've experimented on and turned him into something. And she mentions, you know, uh, you tipped him over the edge and he says, the nuke incident... Uh, you know the super soldier who went amok. Hazard fears the same destructive potential in himself. It was as if the blind spot between his eyes woke up. So we need to bring him in because this guy is going crazy and we don't know what kind of hazard, he, what kind of uh, damage he can do. Hazard. I, said. Um, I was a little confused when they were talking about what exactly it is, that, uh, how they end up brainwashing these people. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's designed to be very kind of yeah, gray I, and fuzzy. Yeah, I was purpose. a little confused. I thought, cause they spent like two pages explaining it. Yeah. And I really felt like I didn't have any more intel yeah. <laughs> after the explanation. I knew, I knew obviously that, you know, they're sending Romanov off to go get yeah. Hazard and bring him back because they're worried about him, um, you going know, crazy, and going doing crazy, a nuke. And, do, and doing a nuke. Mm-hmm. Understood that part, but because man, they they really made that doctor menacing. And He's like super evil creepy. And yeah, creepy you never see his eyes. He's yeah. always got like the 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 glasses that are so mm-hmm. reflective. You never mm-hmm. see his actual eyes, and he looks very reptilian. The whole thing is about like the reptile brain, the the, the lizard brain yeah. kicking in and instinctively being aggressive. Um, and then we have the, there's a great moment, which is a uh, Anderson. He always does these little things where some like random little section will give you a, a burst of energy for no mm-hmm. real reason some kids are throwing firecrackers and saying happy fourth chumps stick it in your ears and smoke it and uh so this is the fourth of july um and then that takes us to um hazard is in a little uh diner oh this is a, that was like a little heartbreaking little yeah. moment to read here it's and just, he's uh, there and he's looking over what's going on and he says you uh, know that all of the crazy stuff that's been happening this guy nuke this poor grunt who died for his country, and they, they, and like he's looking at the newspaper, the Daily Bugle headline of the Inferno on 10th Avenue, Battle in Hell's Kitchen, Daredevil in Battle. And there's a, uh, the waitress there says, Hey, I, I recognize you, you're Jack Hazard. We used to go to high school together. So he's kind of coming home, and yeah, she's kind of flirting with him a little bit. And, um, well, she's full on flirting with yeah, him. Yeah. She's, she's got like a, almost a Wonder Woman outfit on. And he, start, his brain starts to react. He has some, some, problem going on where the doctor seems to have like a psychic link with him and is able to trigger. Well, that's what I was confused about. Yeah. Now, I, I wasn't sure if that's what it was because when the, when, when, uh, like for instance, uh, while she's flirting with him at one mm-hmm. point, she starts to cough. Um, yeah, and cause she, it's almost like it's spilling into her. Like the psychic I, energy is kind of spilling out of him and hitting her. Well, I didn't know if it was like he was visualizing her as being him, kind of like how Daredevil uh, was talking to the bum and thought it was the... Yeah, but there's a little moment where the Doctor keeps popping up in similar positions as the people that Hazard is interacting with. Well, that's why I th- yeah. I didn't know if it was like so there's a little he's, bit of he's like, visualizing the Doctor and everybody. Yeah, and I think what's happening is the Doctor is trying to manipulate his brain and he's seeing the Doctor elsewhere, but the Doctor is like the psychic power that he's using is strong enough that it is kind of bleeding over into the real world. And Hazard kind of pulls away and says, you know, i got to get out of here. You're, you're mm-hmm. bad and gets away from the woman and uh, bounces out. And there's a, there's a guy there that says, Hey, well, Hey Mac, join in the celebration. Always independence day in New York. 
and the doctor is still trying to manipulate around and he starts to get that psychic thing where it looks like his nose is bleeding and right right <clears throat> and um the the guy is throwing firecrackers and somehow uh hazard heats up the bag so the firecrackers go off and then we get Daredevil and Daredevil. And I love the way Barry Windsor Smith draws Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. He draws him as very lean. Uh-huh. I like Super lean. muscly, but not huge and very athletic looking and yeah. very tall. And he hears tall all and of lean, the, like yeah. Jim Apparel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he, he hears the firecrackers going on and the and um, Hazard is starting to slip into almost that nuke territory where he's saying, on your feet, soldier, there's a war going on. And it's affecting, the, the, the psychic power that he's using is affecting the guy's heart. He says, something's grabbing my heart. And that's something that we learn is that Hazard has this psychic power where he can, can reach out and make people do things. And um, Daredevil senses what's happening, jumps down, swings down. This is like Nesenti writing Daredevil. She writes him very sparsely in terms of his own dialogue and his own, you know, he, he very rarely monologues with her. Mm-hmm. But she writes captions or stories about or the, the, the story around him, the narrative around him, the the... Uh, perspective of the the storyteller is always third person but his own stuff is very like silent hero kind of thing yeah yeah and uh, he hears what's going on and uh, he jumps down and he says uh, i'm hearing something weird you know no two heartbeats are alike but i can hear this guy has somehow made himself completely in sync with this other guy yeah their hearts are beating in the same way and it's control and it's something weird is happening he's starting to attack this guy so he jumps down and he goes to where the guy is on the floor and the guy's had a massive heart attack he's died um while he's dealing with that natasha comes by and she's there and she says look let me tell you we've got to go and talk about this let's go somewhere in private um, I always hated talking to masks. <clears throat> they go up onto into the building, into Daredevil's house, and they're talking about what's been happening, and uh, um, it's all about the. They, it mentions Nuke. There's a lot of Nuke mm-hmm. talk and a lot of like you know what's been happening in Hell's Kitchen. I'm surprised that people are celebrating, even though it's the Fourth of July. And uh, Matt says, "What are you, why are you here? What do you want to talk about?" And she says, uh, "You know, there's this guy." There's this guy that's a similar sort of program. I've got to bring him in. I've been asked to bring him in before something bad happens. Uh, Nuke, uh, Nuke. <laughs> Hazard, meanwhile, <laughs> is going to visit his mum, and he's talking about how he was a Marine, and like she's very religious and talking about um, his young... Is it his younger brother? It, no, no, it was unclear. I don't think oh, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's like, a sister's son. It's sister's son. So, yeah, so she's looking after him. He was killed during the nuke stuff. Right. So I guess uh, it would the, be the, his, the his, uh, his nephew. Nephew, nephew yeah. yeah his, nephew. his nephew is there. And while this is going on, he's talking. Uh, the mama's talking about like like what a great hero uh, Jack Hazard is, how he's uh, um, been in the army, been in the Marines, mm-hmm. and done all this stuff for the country. And she says, you know, it's so funny when we think about you as a little boy. Because you used to say the pledge wrong. You used to say, uh, I lead the pigeons to the flag. And they start laughing. And while they're laughing, the, the mum morphs into the doctor's face. Yeah. And he starts to hold his head. And he says, you know, something's not right. Something's not right. And then he says, look, I just need to, I need to, I need just some time. And she says, you know, you're, you're a good boy. And he says, no, you're a good, you have a good heart, mum. And uh, then her heart starts to flutter. And he says, uh, you know, he, he gives her a hug and he realizes he's got to get away. Um, 
he's talking with the the nephew and he's going through some stuff and there's like this great moment where he's making him salute the flag and hold a gun and stuff like that. Yeah, and the boy's it, like, Ugh. it's it's like kind of creepy. It is creepy. It's, it's, it's really, really creepy. But, but but Hazard, I mean, w- like, why is he doing all this? He's yeah. he's doing it because it's not like he wants to spread the brainwash that he was taught. No, I think it's just him not knowing. Like what's right and wrong? Yeah, he and doesn't. He doesn't have any sense. He has no idea of how to, how to act around a little kid. Yeah, and he, this is the only way because he's a soldier, and the only way that he knows how to function is to function as a soldier. Yeah, and right now he is obviously the superior to the little kid, so he's a drill sergeant, and the kid's a soldier. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's it's really well written. Yeah, it, it, it's she's great at that. Yeah, she's gets she really taps into this idea of like everything is just on the verge of being insane yeah being nightmarish mm-hmm. like w- w- when when we get into her, her I issues proper can't wait Jamie. it's like reading vertigo <laughs> comics with dead oh right. yeah oh, that's it so starts cool. getting really kind of like oh, wow. wow that's weird um so um the kids playing around with the gun and 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 hazards talking to him about how important it is to to you know to look after your country and be a good soldier and then Daredevil and Black Widow, Natasha, they get onto a rooftop and you see the helicopter that crashed down during the, the nuke stuff, which is great. There's this great image of them running past the, like the destruction. And while this is going on, all of the fireworks going off in the background. And they sense Hazard. Hazard has come up on the roof and he's he starts to get into a fight with them and he's fighting but then he starts using his psychic powers so while he's getting hit he's also able to reach out and control stuff and stop he grabs hold of daredevil's heartbeat oh my god starts to control daredevil's heartbeat makes him drop to the ground natasha do, gets do you think in. it's harder for him to do that or or easier because of daredevil's senses oh that's a good question i don't know i, I would i would be. say it would be easier yeah it says it says doesn't it say it's like it's something? Oh yeah, here it is. This is a great. This is like this is fantastic. Anderson writing. So he says, you know, Daredevil shouting him. What's your game to drive him to suicide? He's talking to um, Natasha at this mm-hmm. point. Natasha's knocked him down on the ground and he says, "You set me up. You you made me walk into this with you so that you would fight this poor man and this man needs help and this is cruel." He says, "You're a liar. I know you're a liar. This is another religious man who's been used by the system." And then uh, while he's shouting at Natasha, it says Daredevil reaches out with his radar and for the first time in his life, something touches him back. And that's how it, you know that Hazard's grabbed his yeah. heart. Oh, he feels it that's cool. tune into his pulse, beat with his beat, feels the beat quicken. And then like troops marching over a bridge, forgetting to break step, the other beat takes over, shattering his home. So Daredevil drops to the ground. He's having a heart attack. And... Um, Hazard says you should be dead, but you're 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 a tough one. Um, now let's just see how good your heart is. And while he's doing that and reaching in, he's trying to basically make Daredevil's heart explode. <laughs> Natasha's kicking him in the face, trying to break his concentration. Sorry, one quick question: Do you feel like so? So now I feel like it's easier for him to grab onto it and to control. Now, that, do you think Daredevil's heart is stronger? because of all these super senses that he can resist it longer i think he's used to resisting things and this will come up in later stuff i think he's been trained by stick to resist okay more than most people have there's a lot of stuff that comes up where you realize that he he has a lot of like resistance built in mental resistance yeah so natasha's trying to break his concentration by basically pounding him she finally smacks him across the face with a, a metal pole and uh 
he Daredevil's getting up, but while he's getting up, um, Natasha grabs the gun and Hazard grabs her around the throat. She has the gun pointed at him and says, uh, and he's and he starts to control her. He basically mm-hmm. makes her point the gun at him and is talking about, you know, all the horrible stuff that's been happening, how he had the American dream and it's all been taken away from him, how terrible it is. And he's starting to calm down a little bit. And he says, you know, I'm just, I'm a terrible person. I can escape the bullets. I can escape everything, but I've killed everyone. I've, I've been awful. I've been a terrible, terrible yeah. person in war. And she starts to lower the gun and he grabs it and says, no, don't lower the gun. Keep it pointed at me. I'm dangerous. You've got to do your job. And then he says, I forgive you. And he pushes her finger into the trigger mm-hmm. and she gets he basically commits suicide using her as the weapon it, it, it's crazy it's kind of like how uh, uh from when we were going over the what ifs uh yeah. on the last podcast about when daredevil killed uh killed the kingpin and he felt so bad about it yeah and he wanted to die and and this guy hazard also wants to die because of all the bad things that, he, that he's done so it's like forcing somebody's hand to to to, to kill yourself basically yeah it's uh, it's crazy, man. Yeah, and I feel bad for him. It's like it's so impossible. And then the part when he brings out the American Dream pamphlet. Yeah, was he, he says, saying this is that? All I wanted. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. It's sad. It, it, is it, sad. it is really sad. And and you know that Matt is mad at Natasha. Oh, he's livid. He is so mad yeah. at her for and all And she this. starts to talk about how, you know, the American dream is this warp thing. And she came here and she used to watch the fireworks and she believed it all. And it ends that the last few panels show the little kid, kid with the gun. Going pow, 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 pow shooting. And you yeah. just know there's like this cycle of, of horror and violence that exists. Yeah. So that was Anne Ascenti's first yes. issue. So this is going to take us to the last issue we're going to cover today, which is yeah. issue 237. Which I remember getting this one because oh, I yeah? loved the cover. Oh, the cover is oh, amazing, yeah. amazing. Uh, Daredevil goes up against the claw. Yeah, it's a great issue. It's a great little. Yeah, it issue. it is very fun, and um, <clears throat> I didn't know too much about the claw. Yeah, I only really knew him yeah. from Secret Wars before yeah. this, um, and you know, a kind of back. He was a big uh, Black Panther mm-hmm. uh, villain, which is yes. kind of fun because the connection of Daredevil and Black Panther. I know they don't do it very often, but no. every time they bring up their friendship. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it I like reminds it cause, me that because before we started reading, I had no idea that Daredevil and Black Panther were yeah. friends. I had no idea the closest friends. Yeah, as and, well. and Black Panther was the first superhero that found out that mm-hmm. Matt was Daredevil. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It just it's also neat. the first superhero that covered for him by pretending to be. Him. How cool would it be if they if they if they bring Matt Murdock into the Marvel Cinematic Universe? And they bring the t- and make the tie in Black Panther. Yeah, like that'd be cool. That'd be great. I think they're <laughs> going to use Spider Man, unfortunately. But I know, no. but that's still all right. They're, they're chums, they're buddies, but they still. are buddies. But they weren't friends. They they fall out a lot. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, this issue is is uh, Lewis Williams, who's a great artist, and he has he's kind of like a William Johnson character in that he only has oh, a very but short his run. his artwork also looks like like uh, yeah. William Johnson as yeah. well. And uh, he's That's one of those great, great artists that just isn't around long enough, unfortunately. Um, and it's written by now the issue credits um, John John Harkness, Harkness but that is a, a pseudonym. Um, John Harkness is a pseudonym for da, 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 the person who was gonna be the full time writer, Steve Engelhart. Really, Steve Englehart was going to be was on board to become the full time Daredevil writer, and uh, he used to use a pseudonym John Harkness. Why? 
a nom de plume. I don't know. He's a weird cat. He used to go, he used to walk around uh, doing LSD with uh, Barry Windsor Smith, maybe? Uh, no, uh, Jim Stalin. Him and Jim Stalin used to take acid and walk around New York and then come up with stories together. Um, and he's he's kind of had a, a a tough relationship with a lot of the editors at Marvel. So sometimes he used different names just for fun mm. or for whatever reason. Um, but he was lined up to do it. And for for whatever reason, either he couldn't get on board to do it or something happened between this issue and the next one. Um, but he didn't do it. But this was his issue, and it's uh, it's the, it, the first page is a uh, an artist's dream to get. Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> With a load it's, of. Do you think? Do you think the inker actually paints it black, or I is that something that just happens? No, in, I think in the post. inker painted it. What's that? I think he happily painted the it. The inker said, did. Pay me. Pay me to paint. Yeah. It. <laughs> so it's just a black page with a lot of text talking about how Dada was blind and how he sends his stuff. stuff yeah. And then we have a burst of the radar and we see what's happening. There's two guys uh, pointing guns at him and he's taking them out. He takes them out pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, In fact, at one point he just pushes them down on the ground. Yeah. One of them fires the gun and he says, no guns, kid. It's only a burglary so far. Um he, he has a little fight. He takes them out. And then that's when Natasha Romanoff shows up. Yeah, and says, we need to talk. Yeah. And he's like, I'm still not... Uh, I'm still pretty mad at you, to be perfectly honest, after, yeah. after last issue. Um, and they walk along, and then... He, he, there's a weird thing that... Uh, there's, a, there's a little falling out. Between, yeah, like, it's kind of... Th- this is more of a continuation sad. of what happened last issue. Yeah, she's and talking about this whole it, it, drug... Uh, drug awareness program that she wants to champion. Yeah, she so, needs help. so professional athletes. This this was when was this written? It's on the cover. What year 1986. was? Eighty six. Yeah. So yeah. this is this is long before this the is, uh, the McGuire and, no, before is... the McGuire and Sosa situation. But yeah, yeah. The whole idea is that in in sports that people don't have a fair advantage with steroids, right? Yeah, and, and and the whole idea here is that uh, she wants to come up as as a superhero. Yeah, there's and, a there's a senator. Yeah, there, that's think. trying to trying to get her and some other superheroes to come together to make a stand against athletes using sports, or or, or sorry, um, athletes using drugs to advance in sports. And Daredevil is so against this, which is kind of funny. Daredevil's like, no, because I'm with the law, and the whole point is that you are innocent until you're proven guilty. Yeah. So you shouldn't have to prove your innocence. So he doesn't like random drug testing yeah. because he believes that you should only be tested if you're found guilty. You should never be tested to see if you did it or not because yeah. that means you, you're proving your innocence. He's saying it's unconstitutional in his opinion. Yeah, so, so he didn't and like a, it. They have a falling out, and then Natasha very catly says, so oh, you always side with the drug users like Karen. And that's I know. He, he's like, bye, that's peace when he's out. Like, Good and what does he do? You. He goes, leaves, and goes to see Karen. Yeah. And they have a little kissy kiss, smoochy smooch, and then he goes off to take a shower. And and but Natasha you know, swings away and says, Well, that was it, this is also really the, bad. This is also the first time that we've that we've seen Karen, I think, since the Born Again, the end of Born Again. Yeah, right? except for that last page of the one oh, that's with right. Hyde. Yeah, the last page. That's, which was just that one little yeah. bit where but she, stinky. But, but I want to point out that she looks really good. Like she's back to kind of her normal kind of spunky self now, yeah. Because she was still heal, heal, healing, and she was very gaunt and very. She yeah. was drawn as a as someone who was deep in um, addiction rather than recovery, and now she's in this kind of happier place where she's 
living with Matt. She knows that he's daredevil, and she says, you know, let's let's have fun. Let's go out and eat. We're and, 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 and at that point too, even Matt tries to kind of kind of test the waters a little bit, and, yeah. and it's like, how you doing? Do you feel like you need some drugs now? Are yeah. you doing okay? <laughs> and Karen, she's all, you know, I'm fine. I'm full. Yeah, I'm warm. I'm happy. And I'm yours. I love I love that little yeah. that little uh, panel there. And uh, and you know and and what was neat about this issue is that you've got the moment where where Matt is with with Black Widow and they're kind of arguing and yeah. they're not getting along. Then you have a nice moment with Karen and Matt, and Matt's actually happy. That's one thing I liked about this issue is yeah. that throughout most of this issue, after that little fallout with Black Widow, mm-hmm. he's happy. Yeah. Even when he's done fighting the Claw, he's happy. Yeah, it's nice to see Matt. Happy, yeah. You know? So they pay up. They have the nice little meal, and they're happy, and and they pay up, and they're walking along, and they're talking about like she's saying, "We're in a good place." You know, mm-hmm. you told me you're daredevil. I've I've handled it. We've moved on. I am where I need to be with you. We're both together. And he says, "Hang on a second. I'm picking up a strange sound, a strange frequency." Um. So this is kind of a he turns sketchy. He, he deals them into an he, he turns he, them into an alleyway, and he says, "Look, I, I'm picking something. I, it's unlike anything I've ever heard." And she says, "I don't hear anything." And he says, "Look, here's what you're going to do. You're going to get home, okay? Get to the end of the alley, and then run." I've right. Got, I've got this covered. Don't worry. I feel like I don't know if Matt would actually want to leave Karen alone in that area. Yeah. Uh, that that was a part it's pretty I was like, run down. Yeah. It was, it was like maybe you should first take her home and then come back. Well, anyways, the the villain as we all as we mentioned earlier, who's on the cover, is the Claw, and yeah. the Claw comes out right after Daredevil does a quick change. Yeah. Daredevil comes out and he says, "This is my turf, Mister. Yeah. What are you looking for? You're looking for anything in particular?" And, and Claw, he, all he wants to do. This is similar to uh, this happened earlier. With a villain who wanted to prove that they were still a good villain. Mm-hmm. Who was that? This was like way back in Stanley. Er- yeah, I can't remember who it was, but the whole idea is is that Claw wants to prove himself because people think he's kind of a joke. Yeah, he says no one takes me seriously. Yeah, the, the, the Beyond the destroyed me. That's a good question. I can't remember. Do you remember that, that it was it was, was this it Electro again? No, it wasn't. Ele- it wasn't Electro. It was somebody else who wanted to prove himself as being a good villain because he'd been a joke recently. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah, so that's why the claw's there. The claw wants to track down a superhero. He found one. Thank you, Daredevil. Yeah. And then he, they get this into is, this. Is interesting. Yeah, Daredevil says, uh, um, "This is this is my turf, Mister, and I don't need competition from other guys in red jumpsuits." So. You know the whole thing of like, uh, what what color suit am I wearing? Yeah, he knows he's wearing a red one. He knows he's wearing red now. <laughs> um, and he says, "You must be Claw, the master of sound." He says, "You've heard of me. I've heard of you." Um, and that's when we get a little uh, we, Secret it, Wars flashback where he says, "You know, I've been destroyed. Dead of all, all my power perverted. The Beyonder inhabited me, but then when he had no further use for me, he returned me to Earth whole again, um, and let the world beware." And then we literally get a 10-page fight scene. Get a fight sequence. It's a, like the rest great. of the issue minus the last page is yeah. a fight scene. It's kind of funny because, um, Jamie, most of the time when you have a villain who, who's the villain of the story, it starts out with you know you, you learning what the villain's going to do. Then yeah. there's some time passes. and then No, this is literally... This is, I'm going to fight you. Claw shows up. They fight. Issue over. Yeah. It's one appearance. And so it's a pretty cool fight. One thing I didn't know, like maybe you knew this, but the claw can can make sound 
into a shape. Yeah, he can solid and, and have, sound. I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know he could do that. So at one point, he ends up making it was a tiger or a, it's like a panther. Like a panther, mm-hmm. it makes a panther. Yeah, and Daredevil hits it, kicks it down, and then this is this is a great bit. This is my favorite bit in this mm-hmm. issue. So claws down on the ground. The panther's kind of disappearing back into his claw hand, and he says, "You're better than I expected, Daredevil. I picked you because I needed the victory. But I'm glad you put up a credible response." Daredevil's like, "What?" You're small-time Daredevil, <laughs> not in the League of Doctor Doom or the Accursed Fantastic Four, but your death will show the world that the Master of Sound still commands respect. And Daredevil says, what in blazes do you mean small-time? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's such a great a great panel, too, yeah. the way it's drawn. And you can just tell in his posture and his face. Yeah. Daredevil's ticked off by He's that like, comment. What? How dare you? So he kicks him in the face. They have this great... The fight continues. They drop down on the ground. And Daredevil goes for it. And then... They get they break into like a electrical store, and as uh, Claw bursts in, he says like I've got you cornered now. I'm going to completely destroy you. And he says, Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Except you know what I've got in my hands? It's called a tone generator. Claw. Of course, and it sets <laughs> up a steady pulse of sonic vibrations. All I have to do is to adjust the frequency properly, like so. And he completely takes Claw out. He blasts him yeah. with sound and manages and, to and, put himself and just, in tune. And just so listeners at home know, it was not the fact that he randomly came a across this sound generator uh-huh. he knew that the sound generator was there yeah and he was purple purposely leading yeah. the claw he to that storefront yeah because that would be a really that would be a really weird random thing to just pop up oh look at this yeah here <laughs> yeah. i am yeah and then the uh, claw drops to the ground and he's like how could you do it how could you hear how could you hear and i was like yeah you'll never know claw because mm-hmm. i'm small time buddy pats him on the head um, i'm out um and then He's back. He's, he's back, back with, with Karen, Karen and, and he's it, hanging out. Let, let's read the the last panel here. That's where he says that he knew about the tone generator. Yeah, yeah. So th- th- this is where Matt has made a decision now because we had talked about earlier about he's kind of contemplating what to do. You know, like if he's okay with being a small yeah. town, a small town fry cook, and all that type <laughs> of stuff. And so this is the last panel. It says, "If I truly lost my self doubt, why was I so tightly wrapped? Uh, why was I so tightly wrapped?" What was the man without fear still afraid of? Because he had mentioned earlier that he was afraid mm-hmm. of, of that stuff. And he goes, you told me the will had come full circle. This is him talking to Karen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't really understand you. I was seeing the immensity of the circle we had traveled, not the, imme- uh, the immensity of the one we just began. Karen, everything's fresh now. I feel like I did when I started. We, we, both of us, are getting clean, honey. We, both of us, have a second chance at our lives. And this time, we'll get him right. So the whole idea is, is now he's kind of realized, you know what? I don't have to accept this new lifestyle. I can mm-hmm. go back to the beginning and do it better yeah. and not make the same mistakes that I made starting out as Daredevil. Yeah. I get to be Daredevil. I can be Matt Murdock. Everything can go back to the beginning. And this time, I'm going to learn from my mistakes. So rather mm-hmm. than running from his mistakes and just becoming a drifter and all this type of stuff. He's like, I'm going to go back <laughs> to the beginning. I'm going to fix it. And I'm going to live the way that I should have lived to begin with now yeah. that I know. And he gets to be with Karen. They're together. Yeah. And they're going to be happy forever, forever. <laughs> Pretty much the end. I mean, yeah. I don't see how they couldn't be happy. No, no way. There's no way. No one could write something as mean as making them break up now. No way. Could they? No. So, anyways, so anyways, that, so that was four issues that yeah. uh, we covered. They were all really good. They they were all they were good. They were different. They were 
by all different writers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just kind of, you know, this is how comic books used to be back in the day. It'd be a, a issue, a story, issue, a story, issue, a story. Now they're all like year-long arcs and continuously. Mm-hmm. Like this one, it's it's nice. It's, you know, like yeah. it's, you know, you can go back in there and just read an issue, pick it up at a store, not ha- really have to know anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of fun. However, it is also nice to kind of, we're going to soon be getting into it now of kind of a, Longer yeah, arcing stories coming up that I'm also looking forward to. Yeah, and uh, before yeah. we get into more Daredevil issues, which will be coming in a few weeks, we have uh, next episode. We're going to cover two uh, very special graphic novels that came out around. Uh, one of them came out a little later. One of them came out around this time, and the story fits into that timeline, um, which is the Daredevil Love and War uh, graphic novel by Frank Miller and Bill Senkovich. Um, it's a beautiful piece of work. I remember getting this as a kid and just being amazed that something like that could even exist as a comic book. And it's just, it's a great little story and it fits exactly into this timeline and it will work out nicely with what we're going to cover after that. And um, then we're going to cover another Frank Miller piece, uh, Daredevil. Uh, it's the Electra Lives Again, uh, which was an epic comics uh, graphic novel that came out in 1990, I believe. And it kind of serves as... Frank Miller basically saying, I'm done with Daredevil. Yeah. I'm done with Daredevil. It's, the story's over. Mm-hmm. So whatever comes after this isn't my story. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm completely done. Um, we'll also cover, because it's only a couple of issues, we'll cover a couple of quick appearances where he has a couple of Marvel fanfare uh, short stories. There's a fun one where him and Foggy go car shopping and then a really quick one where he gets a cab and hears a, a phone call. And uh, there's a little pop-up in one of the... Uh, Power Man and Iron Fist. I think it's the last issue of the uh, old series, Power Man and Iron Fish. Uh, um, Power Man and Iron Fish. <laughs> Iron Fist uh, <laughs> issue 125, I think. And I don't know exactly what kind of uh, appearance he makes, but he, d- he does pop up in that. So um, we'll dig that out and have a look at that. That's the next episode. And then the one after that, we'll be going back to the uh, regular story. We'll be starting the Andersenti storyline in earnest. Kicks off with a little Sabretooth appearance. And then we have Rockgut. Uh, in a two-part story, which is kind of this fantastic, creepy storyline. And I think that one... No, I think the Sabretooth one introduces us to the Fat Boys, which is a gang of kids that hang around in Hell's Kitchen. Um, And we'll also cover the Gang War um, arc, which was in The Amazing Spider-Man, where Daredevil pops up, um, with possibly one of the greatest panels in comic book history. (laughs) Daredevil disguises himself as the Kingpin. (laughs) So cool. It's great. Awesome. Yeah, so next yeah, next week, couple of graphic novels. I'm yeah. excited. It's yeah. gonna be fun. Yeah, and um, fun, you know, we, we had a little break um because life was going on. Um uh, Joshua is, is a new house. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um I have a new job and that took a lot of time out. So we're gonna try and keep them coming, but there's gonna be moments where we won't be able to get together. With that in mind, I did get you a gift. What? It's a, it's a little this is a uh, a USB microphone for you to use, what? so that if you oh, ever can't Jamie. come from your uh, oh little goodness. home, your your brand new little home, and you need to, we need to do an episode, then we can do it remotely. So, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, so that should be fun. That'd be something that you can uh, use in the future. But yeah, thank you. I think you, the next buddy. couple we're going to be face to face. Yeah, then after that, we're going to play it by ear. Do a couple of so I can literally just plug this into plug my that computer. In. Yeah, saves you from driving, and you know, at some point maybe I'll be able to come to your place and yeah. we can do one there and heck yeah, mix it up a little. That's right. Yeah. 
for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And thank, thank you, you Jamie. This yeah. is awesome. Of course. Nice. All right. Well, I'm Joshua. I'm Jamie. And we, we just, just did, did Daredevil. Daredevil.